0: Hello my friends, you are listening to the Bad Blonde Radio Show on News Talk KEYS, 1440 AM and 98.7 FM, Corpus Christi, Texas. Today is a mighty good day, Aiden.
1: And why is it a good day? Oh
0: my God, there Aiden, you are replacing Chad. You are replacing Chad because you asked me how I'm doing automatically. My co-host is just walking in the door. He's fashionably late. All the time. Hello, Chad. Good morning. You have a little rough start of the day?
1: No, it was a wonderful morning. Good. Avocado toast.
0: Oh, my God. Doing great. You are like having a white girl Saturday, aren't ya?
1: Almost smashed a dog on SPID.
0: Oh, no. What's the dog doing on SPID?
1: He's making a run for it.
0: Um, is the dog okay?
1: I didn't hit him. I think he made it. Okay. He was darting across. Gee, how did he even get on SBID? He probably walked.
0: Man, I would have pulled over, I'll be honest. I'm so. not
1: getting out on SBID. He, he jumped it. That's one of the it.
0: few things I would have said, that's fine to be late for the radio
1: show. <laughs> I saved a dog's life.
0: Yeah, well, good, 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 good. Well, glad you made it, Chad. Glad you made it. Because today we got a pretty intriguing topic. All right. We got quite a story. This is a story about a man with bold ambitions and iffy funding. And by iffy funding, I'm going to tell you where that funding came from in a bit. A story of an American supercar that would have rivaled the Bugattis and the Lamborghinis of the day. A story that will leave you wondering how much substance was actually behind the hype. And I would, usually I follow this up with, if you haven't already guessed it by now, but I don't think anybody's going to guess... The brand and the car that were the cars that we're talking about today. We are talking about Vector Aeromotive, also known as Vector Motors, and a few other things that include other names that included Vector. Um, this was a pretty cool supercar, American supercar that kind of like uh, began in the late 1970s, carried on in the 80s, and now. I tried to figure out where the, I'm pretty sure it's done. So the brand is done, but I'm kind of excited about this topic because there's not a lot of topics and car brands and manufacturers that we can cover and talk about that leave most people saying who, huh? Never heard of that. And not many people have heard of Vector.
1: Or questioning the uh, purpose of life.
0: Should I understand that?
1: Oh, I thought this was a deep one.
0: Is, no. is. Wait. What? I thought this
1: was a very deep subject. No? What? I read about vector.
0: Is there like a definition of vector that I'm not. Is this no, going over I'm, my I'm head? I'm joking. Oh. <laughs> just, Good Lord. God, just give me a thumbs up and I'll laugh automatically.
1: Oh, okay. I just need a, a light.
0: <laughs> yeah, give me a light. I thought usually chad will have done some kind of research into something and then he'll start going on with a tangent and i'll be like is trying to figure out what clue i missed so i thought maybe i mean what does vector actually stand for definition wise and then i thought interesting so well should we begin shall we start all right like i said this is a story there's some twists and turns you get hopeful and then and then you don't get too hopeful for it all right so Vector Motors. And if you're by your phone or a computer, you ought to Google like Vector, W2, Vector, WX3. Just Google Vector Motors and you're gonna see some really cool supercars pop up. Like cars that you would associate with the eighties and nineties, you know, that you have a poster of in your math class hanging up that you can buy from the uh scholastic book fair.
1: They remind me of a Countach? Yeah.
0: And, and a, the X, di- if a and, coon- the,
1: and the XJ, the Jaguar XJ. Yeah, any, Yeah. That's uh, what they, they kind of like they borrowed a fair amount their, of their and design. And their cousin
0: was a Diablo. I 100% agree. Well, I feel like there were a lot of cars were looking, the uh, supercars looked similar d- d- depending on the decade. Bye, Dodson. All right. So let us begin. Okay. Vector Motors was founded in 1978. You know, that's like almost 50 years from now. Time keeps marching on. It's pretty weird for me. But anyways, founded in 1978 by American businessman and automotive engineer, Gerald Alden, aka Jerry, Weigert. Am I saying Weigert right? I'm pretty sure I am. think so. I think so. It's kind of a hard name to say, I'll be honest. Now, as a youth, Weigert was highly interested in aerospace and cars, which... Aren't most young boys? Yes. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. He won a full scholarship to college and pursued engineering, traveling after his passion.
1: Weigert spent time at the Big Three, Chrysler, Ford, and GM, before deciding to create his own American supercar. With his endeavor, Weigert became one of the first real stateside attempts to compete with European performance brands like Ferrari and Lamborghini.
0: It's a big, it's a bold, and Bugatti. Well, I guess not till a little bit you later. you think
1: it was one of the first? Or you um, think there were other Well, inches?
0: Well, um, we definitely know that, uh, well, as far as in the uh, state side, the AMC and AMX, the AMC's AMX3 was definitely already in the works. They started creation in 1970, and they were going into production in 1971 and that's a clean seven years before he even founds the company and he doesn't really i don't he i don't believe you
1: include apollo and pantera and the others but
0: are we called like a supercar as opposed to a sports car okay you know what i mean
1: dude he decided these were supercars. yeah okay and they were super yeah they were were super
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> exactly yeah so uh man and so we covered the AMCA Mix three in a in a and vi- i covered it in a video on the babylon youtube and chad and i also did a pretty good show on it which we have i think it's on either spotify and then, but it's definitely on 1440 keys website so anyways in 1971 weigert's team teamed up with well-known auto body expert lee brown to create vehicle design force
1: Ooh, and yeah, that's a good name. I
0: honestly, I think you can just put force on the end of anything, and it then does. here you it have sounds it. Sounds like a going to show
1: up at your house in the middle of the night. Yeah, do something. Maybe ahead. not good.
0: No, we don't want that. They uh, set the vehicle design force up in Wilmington, California, and the pair with their brand new company plan to create the American supercar, the Vector.
1: And what an eye-catching and aggressively designed W two concept was revealed in 78
0: yes yes but we are jumping ahead by we i mean just chad (laughs) (laughs) just chad all right so the pair decided to create an american supercar the vector now the pre-production literature and honestly pre-production literature with a car like this sometimes doesn't always match up to what ends up happening and you're going to kind of see this as a theme. Um, with Jerry Weigert and his cars and his supercars. Okay, so pre-production literature touted a dual overhead cam Porsche power plant and and all this available at an eye-popping price tag of 100,000. So they put 100,000 listed price tag in their literature. So get this, guys. At the time, a Lamborghini Miura, which is touted as the first supercar ever, was priced at 21,000 is a significant difference. So 20 okay so 21,000 at that time is the equivalent to like 160,000 in modern times.
1: You got to shoot for the stars, that way if you fail at least you'll land on the moon.
0: So like essentially this reasonably unknown vehicle design force was going to come up with a supercar the Vector and the 100,000 then if i'm doing my math reasonably is like nearly like seven hundred thousand here now.
1: Basically, he was what five times the price of a Mira.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's current. that's bold.
1: It's a good starting place.
0: Ah, I think it. Oh, I think uh, a little overpriced. Okay, and and this didn't go far. Now, even though this car was featured in nineteen seventy two in Motor Trend, and it was also displayed at the L A Auto Shows in nineteen seventy six. And this is that was back then. That was how people found out about cars, guys. Auto shows and magazines, because the uh, the old internet. Al Gore hadn't invented the internet yet.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank you, Al. Yes,
0: yeah, appreciate you. <laughs> now the car would never be produced, and Robert Lee, that expert body guy, he would leave the company in 1977. So that didn't last long. Okay, it was after all this initial hype that Lee left. The team, and Weigert was like, okay, we're going to rename vehicle design force to Vector Aeromotive.
1: I like vehicle design force.
0: I kind of like them both. Reminds me of
1: Delta Force or something like that.
0: I mean, I'm going to put it. I
1: see Chuck Norris kicking in doors.
0: Yeah, force.
1: Kicking in doors and designing cars.
0: You can put force at the end of just about anything, and you've elevated it to to badassery.
1: Yeah. Oh, okay. Sometimes
0: Yeah. All right. Aiden has just informed me we got to take a little break, guys. Y'all stay tuned. We're talking all about vector aeromotive. Uh Oh. all right. Hello, my friends. You are back listening to the Bad Blonde Radio Show. We are here every Saturday at 10 a.m. And if you're just not tuning in, we are talking all about one of the first early American attempts at a supercar to rival the Bugatti, which was just the EB110 at the time. They had just kind of... Anyways, I'm digressing already. Ferraris, Lamborghinis, really the first American supercar to try and compete one of the first, I should say, to try and compete against the European imports. All right.
1: What What do you think they were competing against at that time? Like uh, there was the Countach, probably.
0: Well, yeah. Well, so we when we think about it, so Weigert started in 1971, but he really didn't have much of a car come out that actually was. Um, or he viable. Yeah, until like. Yeah, until like the 80s, the EB 110. Uh didn't come out until the nineties. So it was like Mira, Kuntosh, whichever Ferraris were going on at that time. But that's kind of it. As far it, i mean, those are the, the main brands I would say. Right?
1: Yeah. Good brands to follow or and chase. It? Yeah.
0: Anyways, okay. So where we are, all right. There's a young dreamer from California and he pairs up with a expert auto body gentleman who <coughs> Rob or Lee Brown who uh Kind of quickly leaves. Leaves within six years of founding. But Weigert doesn't stop there. Jerry Weigert does not stop there. He keeps going. All right. He renames his company Vector Automotive, And with this shake-up and name change, Weigert would focus his attentions on the new concept car, the Vector W2. Ooh.
1: And what an eye-catching and aggressively designed W-2 concept it was. Though immobile during the time of the 1978 auto show, a running prototype would soon be catching headlines in 1979 and would travel over 100K miles, which is over 100,000. Or actually (laughs) 100,000. Possibly (laughs) the most miles traveled of any concept vehicle. Why did they do that? I don't know. For a supercar.
0: Beats me. I mean, maybe they didn't have a trailer.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Did they have Top Gear? Motor Trend and Top Gear got their hands on the prototype, did extensive testing. Though Top Gear was strictly told not to perform a top speed test on the W2, even though the Vector was claiming a 230 mile an hour capability.
0: So that was going to be a theme. All right.
1: Isn't that always a theme of We can get, yeah. Early, uh, we can hit ambitious these ambitious manufacturers, creators oh, yeah. of supercars, is to over uh, guestimate yeah, their uh, no, abilities.
0: Like we can hit this speed, but at no point are we going to test it out or let you test it out.
1: Yeah, it'll go 300 miles an hour, but please don't do that.
0: The, yeah, this would be like an ongoing theme. And at some point, so this this whole story keeps going over from like 1970 to the 1990s of Vectors and their cars. And we're going to get in on all to that. But eventually at one point, uh, was it Auto Week? Yeah, Auto Week would call it out and be like, hey, is this a thing? Or is just could, is this guy just really good at hype? And uh, he would sue, Jerry Weigert would sue Auto Week. I'm getting a little ahead of myself, but it's kind of interesting that, you know, You just keep getting promises of the supercars production, and then it you don't quite happen. I think
1: that's a reoccurring theme. Even today, even today, on the real, some manufacturers or startups uh, will have some really nice claims. Oh yeah, of like in the electric car company. Oh yeah, of travel distance and battery charge time and battery life, all of it. Yeah, and then. comes to be a little bit shorter than what they were
0: maybe they just have grand expectations you know they're
1: hoping i think it's all you're just promoting
0: yeah hope it's hype over hope (laughs) um if anybody
1: better to aim at a larger yeah and then come up shorter than be shorter and come up larger yeah yeah
0: put that on a shirt
1: Yep.
0: Yeah, Uh, guys. If you if you have a computer by you or your phone, Google vector cars. All right. There's going to be a couple, and uh, they all look like they could take you through space. And if you have any comments or opinions,
1: you can reach us at eight eight two five
0: three nine seven. Dang, we're a well-oiled machine. Eight eight two
1: K E Y S. (laughs) You can also follow us on the interwebs. Yeah. You can go to the fourteen forty keys website. Go to listen live you now. You can listen live. You can also download the app and make it even easier.
0: Yeah, you
1: so, can listen to Bob Jones and Dotson and Alex Jones.
0: Do we play Alex Jones?
1: Alex Jones comes on at eight o'clock at night. Really? Yeah. Okay.
0: Well, claiming a top speed and not demonstrating a car's abilities would eventually capture catch up to Weigert. And in 1989, Vector Automotive Corporation would finally have the evolution of the w-2 concept ready for production the w-8 was funded funded in a in an interesting way all right the w-8 was the evolution of the w-2 and it was funded by public stock offerings sure but also apparently some pretty profitable trademark infringement lawsuits against goodyear tire and vantage cigarettes i've never heard of vantage cigarettes but we all know Goodyear Tire has some big, deep pockets. Now, it was said these infringement lawsuits are what most uh, funded the American supercar dream that Jerry had. Apparently, Goodyear came out with a Vector tire. And uh, and uh, Homie wasn't playing that. So Jerry sued them and made plenty of money. Sorry, I always forget to turn my cell phone off. Or at least the volume down. So yeah, uh anybody has anybody ever heard of Vantage Sigs? Like, have you heard of that cigarette brand? It's probably it had to have been around in like the, the early 80s.
1: Gerard texted in. Mm-hmm. He said that he's either he saw one in New Ronville's. A vector, apparently. Either that or the Vantage cigarettes. Oh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I would be surprised if we had a vector in new brothels but i don't know maybe there is mm-hmm. gerard can you tell us if you mean <laughs> can you text in and verify car okay dang well i mean maybe there i guess there's some money in new brothels
1: that's sausage money all those kielbasa oh, is that <laughs> them, them germans and Czechs.
0: oh my goodness
1: making them texas sausages
0: All right, now two W8 prototypes were constructed, okay? Though only one ran. The team utilized an automatic Oldsmobile TM425 transaxle paired with a twin turbo Can-Am modified Chevy small block V8. Vectors at the time, well, vectors always, were hand-built, an extensive and lengthy process that includes testing and calibrating. Okay. That's a process. Anything hand built is a process. One who ordered Vector, one who ordered a Vector should be patient. But unfortunately, and this is going to be a big PR issue. Unfortunately, one very famous tennis player of the day who ordered a Vector was not so patient. You know what we should do? Anybody that knows what tennis player I'm probably talking about should text in at 8825397. All right. Now, this tennis player, I'm going to see if anybody texts in, but I will give the name eventually, demanded that his vector W-8 be delivered before it was ready.
1: With extra phone books on the seat.
0: (laughs) That's a good... Is is he short? Yes. (laughs) That's a good clue. That is a good clue. Um, He demanded his W-8 be delivered before it was ready and unfortunately for weigert he decided to agree to this and this would not go well this would be a very bad decision for the company and its reputation they told this tennis player okay i'm just gonna say who it is now did we get somebody that guessed in oh gerard gerard had a guess McEnroe. that seems like honestly McEnroe and this other tennis player are the only like tennis player names that i know
1: this was somehow I paid attention to tennis a little back in the time. This is
0: <laughs> Caitlin
1: is talking about Andre Agassi. Yes. And the best guy at that time was Pete Sampras. Somehow I know this.
0: I'm shocked at that.
1: And then John McEnroe. John McEnroe was the funniest because he was just yell and curse. He was like the crazy guy of tennis, like cool. the Dennis Rodman of tennis.
0: All right. Well, you're the tennis pro on this. I don't know show. how I know that. <laughs> I don't
1: like even follow tennis anymore, but yeah. I think I was just watched a lot of sports when I was young.
0: Cool man. Yeah. Cool. Anyways, Andre Agassi Andre, and Andre,
1: Andre Agassi was tiny. Was he, he was like he was like 5'8", 5'7". It's
0: not that. T- I mean, that's not short. Well.
1: Like
0: He probably fit He fit in that the, in the tennis supercar world. better.
1: He did. He just needed the phone books. <laughs> a couple of phone books and the the feed extensions.
0: All right, guys. Y'all stay tuned. We're going to be talking all about how Andre Agassi Ruined the reputation of the Vector. All right. Hello, my friends. You are back listening to the Bad Blonde Radio show on News Talk KEYS. If you're just now tuning in, we're talking all about the not quite successful American supercar by Jerry Weigert. And Vector Aeromotive. All right. Now, where we left off was where oh Jerry made a bad decision. And he gave in to Andre Agassiz. Agassiz wanted to order the Vector W8. And it these are hand built. These are hand built supercars. And Vector Automotive said, look, you can we'll we'll give it to you before it's ready, but you cannot drive it. You can display it, but it is not ready to drive. Naturally, Agassi took the Vector W8 for a spin and broke it. He broke down, and he demanded the nearly half a million dollars he spent on the car to be refunded by Vector Aeromotive. And they refunded him. Sure. But this resulted in some serious negative publicity for the car and the company. Don't do that.
1: Why Don't would, hand it over. Why would you want, or why would you, why would you want,
0: want a, a, a not ready car? I do not know. Yeah. I mean, strange. wasn't he known for being like really temperamental?
1: He was a tiny fella.
0: He's not that, he's not that short.
1: I just remember he did these. Uh,
0: well, I thought he was known for being angry.
1: That was John McEnroe.
0: Uh, but are you sure Agassi, Agassi was also angry? Agassi just made noises
1: when he hit the ball, and he had a picture. He used to have long hair, and then he went bald. It happens. So he did get angry. I think mm, I know. that would be, make me angry too.
0: So this is not the same situation, but honestly, every automotive manufacturer needs to pay attention. Don't give an unfinished car to a celebrity. All right, not the same situation, but it reminds me—or of- even
1: a hot dog. You know, it's just not a good idea. Don't
0: give the car to a hot dog or don't give a hot dog don't, to a Yeah, celebrity. don't give
1: a car to a hot dog.
0: Yeah, oh Because yeah. hot
1: dogs, no, don't give they anything. They don't
0: have thumbs. <laughs> no,
1: no, they, <laughs> it's hard for them to drive.
0: <laughs> they don't, they can't drive. They don't just, why
1: would you give anything that's not finished to someone?
0: I don't.
1: Ex- expect anybody to be happy, you Nobody. or them.
0: Nobody. Oh, yeah, now your your mechan- your, your product is
1: lackluster. It's not up to your. Yeah. Standards. All
0: of it. You can put your you don't have to put your computer on mute.
1: I thought that was yours.
0: No, we got text messages coming in, which thank y'all for texting. We just got Chad, do you know where the mute but there you go. Oh I do. Oh my god, science. Anyways, this I'm
1: is the IT fella here. Yeah.
0: You are our IT in this room. Uh, not the same situation, but it does remind me of the bad publicity that Bugatti got when Michael Schumacher crashed his EB one hundred and ten and blamed it on shoddy brakes. Mm. That was not. I mean, like Michael Schumacher ended up keeping that EB one hundred and ten, but
1: that's a tough one. Michael Schumacher also one of the greatest racing drivers I, yeah. ever. So if he's so he's like your brakes are shoddy, like
0: you got to believe him.
1: Either he's lying and he messed up or yeah. or he's you have shoddy brakes. That's a tough one.
0: Yeah. I agree.
1: So anyway, the Vector W8 only a total of 17 were built for public sale including little Andre Agassi's. <laughs> they After they, they, they finished it up and finished it. Finally, finished it yeah. and they put two phone books in and uh, pedal <laughs> extenders. And the Vector W8 first and only cinema appearance was in 1993's Rising Sun Has film.
0: anybody watched that? Has anybody seen Rising Sun?
1: I want to say that I remember that.
0: Uh well, it has Sean Connery and Wesley Snipes in there.
1: I'm Sean Connery. Oh, I feel honored. That's, <laughs> how that's Sean I'm Sean Connery.
0: That's actually a pretty good impersonation.
1: Yeah, so it was uh being driven by a Japanese businessman.
0: It's funny that star-
1: they starred Sean Connery and Wesley Snipes. Yeah, Snipes. And uh,
0: I'm assuming that the Japanese businessman was the villain, so it's interesting that they put him in an American supercar, right? Yeah, I mean... Well, yeah. It did look super futuristic.
1: Tomato, tomato.
0: Tomato, tomato. Uh,
1: Anyway, in 90, 1992, Weigert and Vector Aeromotive would introduce the wx Three coupe at the geneva auto show considered a further evolution of the w8 only two wx3 prototypes would be created a coupe and a roadster
0: yeah yeah now Gosh. it was it was planned that the WOX 3 would offer three different engine options you had a 600 horsepower basic v8 Eight hundred horsepower tuned option, and then a twelve hundred horsepower twin turbo option.
1: Those are good options. Yeah, they're not
0: bad options. So, unfortunately, though, it was right about this time that Megatech, an Indonesian company, is kind of
1: Megat- cr- there's all these cool <laughs> mega <laughs> like Megatron, yeah. Everything.
0: Uh, well, Megatech's the kind of a villain in this one. An Indonesian company is right around this time gained control of, mo- it gained the controlling interest of Vector Era Motive. And uh, this would come as a little bit of a surprise to Weigert, who would return from the Geneva Auto Show to be asked to step down from his own company, the company that he founded, and only perform the role of a designer. <laughs> Dang, you know.
1: Yeah, it's a little ballsy.
0: (laughs) Yeah, this Indonesian company is like, yeah, we can do this better than you. Well,
1: I mean, as long as the money's, they're like, we give you the money, fifty million dollar step down. Also, how do you put
0: yourself in a position where you're you lose controlling interest?
1: Well, I think there be some steps. I would think he agreed. He agreed to their terms. I would guess. I
0: don't know. Or maybe
1: they bought a bank note off.
0: So something to note. Megatech also owned Lamborghini at this time. Oh, really? At this time. Now, Hmm. that wouldn't be for long either. (laughs) Megatech, like, uh, we're like, we're going to buy these uh, prestigious performance car brands and then we're going to mess them up. Now, Weigert said, hey, nah, and he ordered the Vector headquarters to be completely locked down. Like, put the deadbolt and everything, guys. He completely locked it down. With him inside it, good for him. He's like, I'm not. This is my last stand. Now, all of this turmoil would result in Weigert being completely fired from his own company.
1: Wow. Oh no! So then Weigert got pushed out. Megatech moved the company from California to Jacksonville, Florida, to share auto space with Automili Lamborghini. probably many tax breaks.
0: Yeah, that makes sense.
1: I don't think you want to be headquartered in California no more. Or even then. Oh. just too much taxi. The abrupt dismissal of its founder didn't put a pause on Vector Aeromotive Corporation. They quickly went to work on the Vector M12, which was loosely evolved from the WX3, but was now powered by the Lamborghini Diablo V12 engine.
0: That make a sense.
1: It was a cool engine. That was The Diablos were cool.
0: Yeah, I thought the Diablos were really cool. I liked them. It also makes sense if, like, you're a company that owns both Lamborghini and well, why are you going to work on? Why are you going to build two engines? You already got access to one. Yeah.
1: Use your uh, use your stock.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now production of the M12 began in 1995, and a quick introduction to the automotive world happened in 1996 at the North American International Auto Show in Detroit. This is where they displayed two examples all right that's how you get that's how you get attention back then auto shows however megatech's high hopes did not exactly translate into high sales all right they were suffering from low which i you know what i don't i didn't figure it out but i wonder what price tag they had on this on the m12 because the press the prior price tags on some of these vectors have been mighty high The production of the M12 came to a halt when projected sales... Oh, here it is. (laughs) I'm really silly. (laughs) Projected sales of the just under $200,000 car did not meet their target.
1: At this point, Megatech began creating RoboCop. Oh. (laughs) I don't know. The the name Megatech just sounds like one of those evil corporations in a movie. And now we've made RoboCop.
0: Like they're going to go after... Nakatomi plaza.
1: And they're gonna make nuke. That yeah. was the drug everyone was doing in Robocop.
0: Oh really? It's
1: like fentanyl, but for oh. Robocop. Fascinating.
0: Don't remember that. I mean, I remember the gist of that movie, it was a but good. I was a, I was you You gotta go
1: watch all the RoboCops again. They I'll were do that. good. They were funny and they were good.
0: Oh, I'll check that
1: out. And now, Corey,
0: Megatech decided to clear house and they sold Lamborghini to Audi in attempts to raise funds. This is around 1999, and only 14 of the Vector M12s were produced from the money they made from selling Lamborghini. But this gets a little bit messy. So in the M12s, they were using Lamborghini engines. Now Lamborghini is owned by somebody else. They couldn't get their Lamborghini motor orders. And you know why? Because they couldn't afford them. They couldn't afford to pay Lamborghini, and Lamborghini was like, yeah, we're not going to keep sending you in uh, engines because you're not sending us checks. Now, it was reported, it was rumored, and I mean, it's probably on point, honestly, that mega tech principal, Tommy Suharo, son of the then Indonesian president, had been embezzling funds from this ailing company. That probably happened. With a super car Hail Mary, Vector AeroMotive dropped the M12's price. They're like, okay, let's drop it. Let's change the engine to a General Motors LT1. And let's rename it the SRV8. And let's see if this will work.
1: It's, yeah, not a bad Hail Mary.
0: No, not a bad Hail Mary at all. But uh, this did not save the company. And they only produced one prototype.
1: Still like if you knew
0: no, it isn't
1: to it do more. Mm-hmm. Apparently the company would crumble, but there was one man waiting to pick up the pieces. <laughs> he was sitting in the shadows waiting, biting his time. Full just of anger. Yes. Making. He would He took up a passion for baking, <laughs> baking and knitting, baking, waiting, funny. just waiting. And who was that? weigert
0: jerry was back
1: he's back and he purchased what was left of the company he founded and after a few name changes which aren't that great he called it vector motors
0: yeah uh while i was doing my notes i was like we don't need to do all of these name changes because they changed names like three or four times but he ended up with vector motors
1: but he just waited weigert waited twiddling his little fat thumbs he doesn't. I, I picture him as a little fat guy. No, I never looked at his pictures.
0: Well, he's not. Okay. Weirdo.
1: His little
0: muscular Anyways, thumbs. We're gonna move on from Chad picturing other men's thumbs. Weigert immediately began work on a new model called the, called the WX8, and it was powered by a 10-liter all-aluminum V8 with a projected horsepower. And remember, these projections. We don't know. <laughs> A projected horsepower of 1,850.
1: Hope for the best, pray for the rest.
0: Yeah, which would have made it faster than the Bugattis and Ferraris and Lamborghinis at the time. All right. Now, th- this was right around in the mid-2000s that Weigert began showcasing the WX prototype at mini car shows, like your famed car shows, the big ones. Now, that's kind of it. That's kind of it a little bit as far as progression. We're 20 years later, all right? And where is the Vector and where is the WX8 now? It sounded pretty exciting that around like, what, 2006, 2007, they were showcasing the WX8. Uh, But things didn't quite go as planned. And as of 2018, Vector Motors was trying to bankroll their WX8s by selling they're two WX3 prototypes. Now, this is when they made the. Aiden, are you trying to tell me that there's a break? Okay, guys, we're going to be right back telling you all about Vector Automotives. All right. Hello, hello, my friends. You are listening to the Babylon Radio Show. And if you are just now tuning in, we have been. You're tuning in late. All right. It's the last 15 minutes. We've already told a heck of a story about Vector Aeromotive, Vehicle for, Design Force, Vector Motors Corporation and every other name that this company has tripped
1: And little Andre Agassi.
0: Yeah, It's been a story. All right. There's been a story of the uh, American supercar attempts made by Jerry Weigert and his company, who he founded the company. He got kicked out by Indonesian money. And then when they failed, he came back to buy it all up. And at one point, Andre Agassi broke down a, a Vector, W8. Right? Was it? And w? then he
1: took a picture of it with his Canon, his Canon. Should uh, I
0: understand what that means? Picture,
1: his Canon. What are those called? Do you take pictures with?
0: You have lost me. <laughs> Usually, do I. He would.
1: He did a uh, Canon photography commercials. Oh, did he? That was his thing,
0: dude. How <laughs> much TV did you watch I as a kid? I don't know how I know this.
1: That was like a certain.
0: How much TV did you watch as a kid?
1: Not very much, but that was a certain time where, like, somehow. On Saturdays, I'd watch, like, basketball, football, and somehow, like tennis. Cool. And it was the Canon cameras were, like, Andre Agassi. He used to have long hair. He did. It's funny. He would have this long hair, and it was this big thing, and then he went bald. And then he had no hair.
0: Well, you know. It happens. It does happen.
1: Just
0: Anyways, to- where we're at in this story is that the Indonesians couldn't quite keep up. There was probably some embezzling. That's for sure. Weigert is waiting in the in this well, is waiting... wait blah, 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 blah. talking is so hard. Weigert is just waiting on the sidelines to try and pick up the crumbling pieces of the company that he started. and he gets it. All right? He na- he changes the name a couple of times, settles on vector motors. all right. At this point, they have the WX8 prototypes and they are putting them around at multiple car shows, but they just don't have the money. And so he realizes, you know, hey, you know what I do have? I have two WX3 prototypes that I could sell. And he realizes that if he sells these prototypes, he might be able to bankroll the WX8. And he puts them on, like both of them for sale as a pair for $3.5 million via the DuPont registry felt felt iffy but it's it's really interesting so he incorporated a buyback provision for these two prototypes it basically stated let us buy back our cars with a bonus or in exchange for stock in the new vector motors corporation equaling double in the price you paid for this for these cars
1: mm, that
0: I get sense. it because it's a part of the uh, sounds
1: enticing
0: yeah Right. It's all you're like, hey, it's also I mean, if you got that kind of money then it's also kind of like you're helping fund this supercar company that could be great.
1: Yeah. You know, it does it sounds enticing? Uh, yeah. I don't know if I would drop my millions into it. Yeah. Well, so the I thing like to do. Yeah. I'm We're you, into philanthropy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You're a, a philanthropist.
1: I'm a philanthropist. <laughs> <laughs> I need to give to the children's.
0: So I couldn't tell if they had actually sold on the Dupont registry. All right. So I couldn't figure that out, but I was able to track down the pair. Okay. And they were sold individually at the RM Sotheby's 2019 Arizona car week. Hmm. Yeah. So that's interesting.
1: Wow. That's not very long ago.
0: No, it's not. Okay. At all. Um, well, he tried to sell, he tried to bankroll to those on the DuPont registry in 2018, but that's a pretty large gap because he was, showcasing the cars in the mid 2000s so what happened in those 10 years i'm not too sure okay now let's talk about how much they how like how much do you think these cars sold for and
1: i'm gonna guess six hundred fifteen thousand.
0: okay you guessed that because i have it written down but honestly i thought that this was a low ball for these this Mm. scarcity always means more money and there's only two of these things okay and not, not the same. There's a Roadster and a Coupe. So the Turquoise Coupe sold for...
1: Yeah, you'd think that, that.
0: I thought it'd be a pretty penny.
1: But who knows what a Vector is. I do. I know. Scarcity breeds rare city. But yeah, I, don't, I just made that. I do not think that makes yeah, sense. The only problem with scarcity is, over is people have to... Uh,
0: know about it at least.
1: The more people know. And the car community, though, is... You know, the, the dudes who are big players buying yeah these cars, they know all their stuff. Yeah. They're like into it, but I don't know. Maybe the Vector's lack of
0: uh, notoriety. public
1: yeah, notoriety mm-hmm. played a role in their cost. Or maybe the car didn't have a 1,000 horsepower mm-hmm. and it only had 200.
0: <laughs> so the Turquoise Coupe sold for $615,000 and the Amethyst Roadster went for $500,000. Um, it bugs me cause I went to car week in 2020 and I could have seen these in 2019. Well, Darn Gerard,
1: it. Gerard, we'll have to ask him well, where he saw the, uh, he said he saw it at a car show.
0: Well, there he, I don't know which one he saw.
1: Let's ask him Does uh, he? I mean, uh, which car do you think you saw in car what car show In back in 2000, 20, 000, oh. 2000, 2000, long long time ago
0: interesting maybe it was probably a wx8 because those were the ones that they actually had 14 come out so i think that was the most that was built i don't know that's what i'm guessing anyways interesting cool that's neat that is pretty neat now this is where i'm like somebody could pick up the baton and keep running with it but uh, anyway, sadly, the supercar dreamer Jerry Weigert passed away in January fifteen January of twenty twenty one, and with him, pretty much, so did the dream of Vector. All right, so I'm like, hey, did anybody did he has anybody bought the rights? Has anybody done this? Has anybody done that?
1: You know who is? We are. We're announcing right now. Oh. We're pleased to announce that we have purchased. The Vector Aeromotive, Megatech, Automotive. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, we've done that.
0: That's very funny. That's Let's very do funny. it, dude. <laughs> yeah, I'm How not, much
1: change you got in your couch?
0: Not enough. Not enough. Well, it's curious. I mean, so I I tried to. They did have a website at one point, and I tried to find that, and it's no longer in. You
1: our know. Our prototype car has a hundred million thousand horsepower.
0: Yeah. What I can do is your PR. you're in charge of uh, engineering I'll do the PR
1: 100 million thousand horsepower
0: I think that's where the story ends at the moment until some you know because that's what also happened with Bugatti Bugatti went out of business and then that Italian uh, super rich Italian guy like bought into it and then they they came out with the EB110 so maybe maybe we'll be lucky that somebody will pick up the vector name and continue that on. Also, there was something else that we talked about that somebody bought the, the naming rights and then continued on with them.
1: It's been numerous.
0: Yeah, I know. But they feel like we covered this in the show recently, but you know, who knows with my little brain. What do you, what do you what is your favorite part about this story, Chad?
1: Uh I always find it interesting how well, I find it interesting. I didn't know until uh reading your stuff that an Indonesian company Megatech, which Megatech. has a cool name, owned Lamborghini.
0: Yeah, I think so, Lamborghini changed hands a few times.
1: I know they have, but I didn't know it was a like an Indonesian company that that's kind of interesting you think it would be. Yeah. Back in that time, especially more of a European, American, whatever, company.
0: Yeah, well... Also I
1: also like that it came full circle back to uh, Weigert being able to buy his company back.
0: I liked that, too. Yeah. I liked that, too. So they were kind of... Oh, golly, how have we already gone through an hour? Anyways, guys, thank you for listening to the Bad Blonde Radio show. I'll be putting up a video all about uh, the vector, the mini vectors, on the Bad Blonde YouTube. You can check it out there. Have a great Saturday.